Tapping the Scales, a Good Omens podfic written by Lurla and read by Jab. Summary Crowley loves his new life with a Xerophile. He loves the domesticity and the coziness, but he's still a demon with needs. When he gets the itch, he knows that he can count on a Xerophile to play his role in this game of temptation. Since their retirement to a deceptively large cottage in the West Sussex part of the South Downs, neither Crowley nor Xerophile had much cause to engage in the business of blessings or temptations. Unsurprisingly, Xerophile had taken to his new freedom like a duck to water. He could breed without fear of interruption, indulge in lunches so long and leisurely that they almost defied the designation, and spent as much time as he wished with his hereditary enemy turned best friend, husband. Contentment practically rolled off of him in sticky waves like tracker. Crowley, on the other hand, had not had such a smooth transition. He appeared to contain too much nervous energy to settle into the sort of relaxed existence that Aziraphale favored. He picked up a plethora of hobbies, terrorized the gardens into unseasonal perfection, and started no fewer than eight boundary disputes in the neighboring village. But he was still listless. Sooner or later, he would end up in the same situation. Crowley knew his patterns as well as anyone, and in his more introspective moments, he often wondered if he had simply developed a dependency on Aziraphale's particular branch of mild disapproval. He knew that he didn't need to act out like this to get the attention and affection he craved. Aziraphale wouldn't deny him anything. All the attention in the world wouldn't scratch this particular itch if he didn't earn it, though. That late spring morning, as Crowley awoke, he could feel the itch before he even opened his eyes. It buzzed in his teeth and down through his core to the soles of his feet, like a plucked string. Besides him, the bed was empty, but still had some residual heat from a particular angelic body. He tasted the air for a clue to Aziraphale's whereabouts. The faintly perfumed scent of a tea suggested that she could be found in the kitchen. Crowley could work with that. He slithered out of the bed and rummaged around in the sheets for the shirt he had wriggled out of during the night. Shrugging it back on, Crowley took a moment to check his reflection. The white neck of the shirt slipped down one shoulder, his shorts sat low on his hips, and did wonders for his long legs. Evidence of sleep was written all over him, from the careless flop of his hair to the scattering of scaled patches that decorated his body. He looked relaxed, comfortable, and cozy. Angel kryptonite. Sure enough, he found Aziraphale in the kitchen, babying the ancient kettle he had refused to replace. 
The sound of Crowley's scaled feet on the tile announced his approach, so he could see the exact moment that Aziraphale anticipated him. There was the quick lift of his hatch as he registered the noise, and then the happy sigh and drop of his shoulders. It was always the same, and it made Crowley's stomach do flips to see it. Good morning, love, Aziraphale said without turning around. Crowley pressed himself into Aziraphale's back and nosed his way around the collar of Aziraphale's pajamas to drop a kiss to his neck. Morning, he said and reached past Aziraphale's face to open the cabinet. It must have taken him a moment too long to retrieve his mug because Aziraphale had time to nuzzle against a soft patch of scales on the inside of Crowley's elbow. He shivered at the contact, amazed, as always, that Aziraphale wasn't put off by his snaky pits. Maybe he'd get used to the idea in another thousand years or so. Healing himself away from the addictive warmth of Aziraphale's back, Crowley busied himself with the complex routine of making his expensive and precisely engineered coffee. The domesticity of it all, each making their morning drinks in companionable silence, was more than Crowley had ever allowed himself to hope for, and yet he got to live it every day. Once precise water temperatures and brewing times had been achieved, Crowley returned his focus to the matter of tempting his angel. He leaned against the kitchen counter, his mug cradled between his hands, his legs stretched out long and glorious, and the window just behind him, so that the morning sun could gild his hair and skin with its golden touch. A moment after Crowley had arranged himself for optimal viewing, Aziraphale finished the fuss and nonsense that went into making his tea. He looked up, smiling, and then seemed to falter. His gaze swept over Crowley's body. From his amber hair down to his scaled feet and back again. Oh, Crowley, Aziraphale said, sounding awestruck. Feeling the grin growing on his face, Crowley stretched both arms to the ceiling with an affected little yawn. His coffee knew better than to spill during such a display and did a valiant job of clinging to the inside of the mark. From the way that Aziraphale's eyes started from Crowley's face to the lifting hem of his shirt, the effort was well worthwhile. Tea apparently forgotten, Aziraphale stepped toward Crowley with one hand extended, as if he wanted to touch but didn't dare. Crowley preened under the weight of another appreciative once-over, dropping his shoulder to encourage his shirt to slide even further down his arm. Feeling tempted? He asked, his blood singing with anticipation. As if you don't know, Aziraphale said, wetting his bottom lip with a roll of his tongue. You know exactly how I'm feeling. You terror. 
This, this was what Crowley needed, what he craved. The temptation and desire and lust all fed the hungry, scratchy thing that lived inside him. The love and tenderness that Aziraphale added to the mix served to soothe the raw nerves that had yet to accept that this was a thing they were allowed, that no one was going to tear it away from them. Crowley drank in Aziraphale's heated gaze and lifted his chin, so as to look down at his husband a little. No idea what you're talking about, he lied. Barely awake. Suppose I should just... He trailed off and lifted the hand, not holding his coffee, poised to snap his fingers. Aziraphale's hand wrapped around his wrist in an instant. Don't you dare! Don't change a single thing! Aziraphale's voice had lost its dreamy quality. Crowley swallowed hard and watched as Aziraphale gently took his coffee and set it on the counter before stepping in close enough to press against Crowley's side, still holding his wrist. You are positively delicious like this, Aziraphale said, pressing a kiss to Crowley's captured palm. So soft and pretty. Another kiss was delivered to the inside of his wrist. Delicate. A tickle of a kiss graced Crowley's inner forearm. Adorable. Zerophil finished with a damp kiss to the patch inside Crowley's elbow, the tip of his tongue stroking the sensitive scales. Caught between melting sentimentality, and roaring indignation, Crowley made a series of spluttering noises that barely hinted at a passing familiarity with language. His free arm curled around the back of Aziraphale's neck, as if it had a mind of its own. I am not adorable, he grumbled at last, his cheeks burning with, well, something suitably demonic and Definitely not shy pleasure. Aziraphale scoffed and continued his trail of kisses up Crowley's captive arm. He paused just before reaching the edge of the scales that currently covered the skin of Crowley's underarm. Adorable, he insisted as Crowley wriggled ineffectively. Perhaps even cute. And with that, Aziraphale buried his face in the soft, supple scales and licked a firm stripe across them. Aziraphale! Crowley yelped, flinching away. You can't just do and say these things. It's not proper. Aziraphale laughed at Crowley's grump, but didn't let him escape too far. A demon! Crowley added, as an afterthought. You are, yes, Aziraphale agreed, drawing Crowley close again. It tickles, Crowley admitted. Aziraphale pulled back enough to let Crowley see his mock 
out. This didn't appear to be a point he was willing to concede. What can I say, my lord? You was in here looking like temptation incarnate, and I was helpless, completely unable to resist your powers of seduction. Aziraphale's eyes twinkled with barely concealed mirth, but Crowley allowed himself to be mollified. Yeah, helpless, were you? Aziraphale nodded and reached up to kiss the tip of Crowley's nose before answering. Oh, yes, utterly helpless. One glance at you looking like that, and I was bewitched. Crowley let himself relax by degrees as Aziraphale flattered him. I thought to myself, oh, why? Crowley is looking sinfully cute this morning, and I knew I would have to have you immediately. Aziraphale. Crowley buried his face in the crook of Aziraphale's neck and blushed violently. Is this temptation not quite going to plan, darling? Aziraphale asked, stroking the back of Crowley's neck. Crowley shook his head without lifting it, wondering how he had walked into this trap yet again, but also knowing exactly how it had happened. All the while, Aziraphale kept stroking him from his nape to between his shoulder plates. Are you going to let me take you back to bed anyway? Aziraphale asked after a minute. Crowley thought for a moment. Not about whether he wanted to get into Aziraphale's pyjama bottoms, but about whether the short journey back to the bedroom was more enticing than making a mess of the kitchen. Ultimately, he was a creature of comfort, and high thread count sheets appeared rather more than coat tile. He nodded his assent into Aziraphale's neck. Firm hands trailed down his sides, until they reached the back of his thighs. Crowley clung to Aziraphale's shoulders as he was hefted up and encouraged to wrap his legs around Aziraphale's waist. Being carried to the bedroom was just more intimate than the alternatives, plus it allowed Crowley to focus on more important things, like nibbling on Aziraphale's earlobe and nuzzling behind the hinge of his jaw. Moments later, Aziraphale pressed Crowley down into the bed and climbed up to keep him caged within his arms. Hungry for the taste of him, Crowley arched up to bring their lips together and immediately picked into Aziraphale's mouth. Soft lips and velvet tongues sipped and sampled the joy of shared breaths for several long minutes until Crowley was achingly hard in his shorts. Frequent nudges against his hips suggested that Aziraphale was suffering from a similar malady. Crowley allowed his hands to wander down from Aziraphale's neck and shoulders, stroking his chest and sides, until he reached the waistband of the inconvenient pajamas. His fingertips slipped under the fabric 
and he began to ease them down Aziraphale's body. Oh, no, Aziraphale said, pulling out of Crowley's grasp. I have plans. Crowley raised a questioning eyebrow, but let Aziraphale move away. When no further information was forthcoming, Crowley pouted and palmed his erection through his shorts. Aziraphale gave a fond tsk and ducked back down to kiss him once more before physically wrestling him out of his sleepwear. Hang on, hang on, Crowley gasped as he wriggled free of both his shirt and Aziraphale's seeking hands. Let me just deal with all this first. He gestured to his black-scaled patches, intending to vanish them away. Don't change a thing, said Aziraphale, insistent and surprisingly intense. I love you like this, relaxed and safe with me. How that had never before occurred to Crowley was a mystery. Of course Aziraphale would see these sleep-induced changes as something to be treasured. He saw Crowley letting go of the tight control he exerted over his body and letting something of the serpent break through. Perhaps what shocked Crowley the most was just how right Aziraphale was on this matter. He had been allowing himself to relax more, sleeping more deeply, loosening his stranglehold on the parts of himself that he had been sure that Aziraphale could never love. He swallowed thickly and forced himself to meet Aziraphale's case. Right, yeah, okay then. Aziraphale positively beamed at Crowley's agreement and bent close for another kiss. You are adorable, and so I shall adore you, he said, after rendering Crowley breathless with the intensity of his kiss. The thought of arguing against the wording didn't even occur to him this time. Aziraphale leaned over to open the drawer on his bedside table, and Crowley pushed himself up onto his elbows to see what Aziraphale was fetching. But a solid hand in the centre of his chest pushed him back down into the bed, thwarting his curiosity. With his prizes claimed, Aziraphale shuffled down the bed until he was kneeling between Crowley's legs, towering over him with his soft pyjamas and sparkling eyes. I am going to take such good care of you, Crowley. But I will make you back before this is over. Crowley shivered and bit his bottom lip to keep from begging there and then. Aziraphale's eyebrows lifted an innocent query. Are you cold, love? No, Crowley admitted with a croak. The shiver was all arousal. Are you happy for me to adore you, to take care of you? Aziraphale asked, his voice as soft as the caress he gave Crowley's inner thigh. Yes, Angel, please. 
Aziraphale smiled so brightly that Crony expected to start smoldering at the edges. All he actually felt was a tidal wave of love for the ridiculous being he had given his heart to. Whatever Aziraphale had retrieved from his drawer was now abandoned on the bed where Crowley couldn't see it, and Aziraphale's attention was focused on peppering kisses down Crowley's thighs, from his knee to his hip, and then up the other side, paying special attention to the soft scales behind his knees. It was gentle and calming and sensual, and it was driving Crowley mad with desire each time Aziraphale skipped over his cock. Finally, Aziraphale let his lips graze the edge of the jet-black scales that covered Crowley's pubic area, and Crowley almost yet with relief. Aziraphale dragged wet, open-mouthed kisses across Crowley's scales, mouthing at the slight gif of his skin, and stroking the tip of his tongue over the spots that made Crowley shudder. The only attention that he gave Crowley's cock was the careful way he moved it to one side, so he could attend to Crowley's scales without impediment. Crowley's hands were clenched fists in the bedding, as he tried his damnedest to keep hold of his self-control. Aziraphale seemed to know every button to push, or not push, to keep Crowley right where he wanted him. A warm, dry fingertip struck down the seam of Crowley's balls, drawn up tight against his erection, before teasing the sensitive spot just behind until Crowley writhed and gasped with want. The touch then continued lower, until Aziraphale was gently stroking around Crowley's hole and crooning soft reassurances. Crowley let himself drift a little, forcing his body to relax from the tips of his fingers to the tense core of him. He closed his eyes and focused on taking calm, even breaths, until he felt as though he had melted. Marvelous, Crowley. That's right. Relax for me, my love, Aziraphale said as Crowley drifted. Far away from his thoughts, Crowley heard the cap of a bottle flick open and mourned the loss of Aziraphale's touch as he fussed with whatever he'd been hiding. Crowley was so ready to be fucked now to feel Aziraphale fill and claim him in the most primal manner. Aziraphale's lick thumb stroked over Crowley's hole once, twice, and then pressed against his rim and tucked up a little, pulling him open. The cool, wet tip of a plug slipped into his opening and began to stretch him as Aziraphale pushed it forward. There we go. Let it in for me. Look at that. You're so greedy for it, aren't you? Aziraphale said in his most soothing tones as the plug slipped deeper into Crowley's body. Always so eager to be filled. 
despite the truth of his words, only felt himself blush in embarrassment. Everything was better, simpler, easier when he had a zeal of his cock buried in him. The pluck was almost as good, if only because a Xerophil had put it there. He was stretched and filled by a Xerophil's will. He opened his eyes to see how pleased his angel looked. Sitting back on his heels, a Xerophil gave Crowley an assessing once over and smiled, warming Crowley in a hundred little eddies of happiness. He stroked up the back of one of Crowley's thighs, grasped him just below the knee, and lifted his leg until his ankle rested on a Xerophil's shoulder. He was scaled to his mid-calf, and these were the hardest to control. He often found it easier to disguise them as snakeskin roots rather than disappearing them completely. Aziraphale had discovered this about him very early in their friendship and never appeared to mind when Crowley's control slept. This knowledge did nothing to prepare him for the sensation of Aziraphale's lips pressing against his anchor bone. Clearly encouraged by whatever reaction he saw from Crowley, Aziraphale got himself comfortable and then began to play Crowley like a fine instrument. With one hand, she stroked and caressed the top of Crowley's foot as he kissed around his ankle. With the other, he alternated between gently fucking Crowley with the plug and working his hard cough. He would bring him through layers of pleasure until Crowley could begin to feel his orgasm building, and then Aziraphale would switch his focus from black to cock or back again. There were two distinct types of pleasure waxing and waning in Crowley's tormented body, and neither would reach the peak he needed. It was the most delicious torture he could ever have imagined, and all the while Aziraphale was sweetly loving Crowley's scaly leg. He was definitely going to back before this was over. Once Aziraphale tired of exploring the sensations of Crowley's anchor, he gently placed his foot back on the badge and scooted himself around until he was kneeling beside Crowley, about level with his hips. Hope sparked uselessly in Crowley's chest. Perhaps now Aziraphale would let him come. Perhaps he would stroke his cock and fuck him with a pluck at the same time, until Crowley finally finally reaches his climax. Aziraphale bent his head, and Crowley held his breath, desperate to feel Aziraphale's lips at the head of his cock. But he bypassed it completely. Aziraphale nuzzled and nosed against the slender trail of scales that led from Crowley's navel to his pubic scales. His head was so close to Crowley's straining cock, 
but he ignored it in favor of adoring another of Crowley's blasted, snaky parts. As if to add insult to injury, Aziropi's fingers found the base of the plug and began to rock it against Crowley's prostate again. A fat drop of precum slid down Crowley's cock and pulled on the scales at his base. He couldn't take much more. Aziraphale glanced up at him and seemed to see the desperation that Crowley was feeling. His face softened into an indulgent smile, and his free hand came up to stroke Crowley's chain. You are so beautiful, he said reverently. Crowley bared his teeth in a rictus grin. Yeah, bloody adorable me. Very pretty. You said that. Aziraphale smiled a little wider and tipped his head to lap up the drip of precum from Crowley's scales. That was it. That was what broke him. Crowley howled. Aziraphale, please, Angel, please let me come. Please, please, please. He backed until he was just babbling. A bluff, of course. Aziraphale sat back and drew Crowley into his lap, so he was lying on his back across Aziraphale's thighs with the pluck and his erection in easy reach. From there, Aziraphale began to stroke Crowley's cock with firm, purposeful movements, whilst his other hand rocked the base of the plug, so the curved head massaged Crowley's aroused prostate. With both pleasures now building within him, Crowley felt the tension growing much faster. His muscles clenched and burned with anticipation of his impending climax. My beauty! My darling! How splendid you are, as Eurofield said somewhere above him. Crowley gasped as his pleasure peaked into something volcanic. His eyes squeezed shut and his body curled instinctively as he came in hot spurts over Zerophil's hand. Collapsing back, boneless, Crowley covered his face with both hands and tried to remember how to breathe. Ew, he said at last, are oh, a menace. He peeked out from between two fingers and saw Zerophil looking ever so pleased with himself, his hand still covered in Crowley's hand. With a muted growl, Crowley pushed himself up to sit more comfortably in Aziraphale's lap and caught hold of the offending hand. With the most alluring eye contact he was currently capable of, Crowley brought Aziraphale's hand to his mouth and began to lap the cum from his skin with the smallest kitten legs. His eyes closed when Aziraphale took hold of the base of the plug again, but he still managed a nod of permission for Aziraphale to draw it out of him. He 
he was tender, but not painfully so. Aziraphale had been deliciously precise with how much Crowley could take. He wanted to collapse into Aziraphale's embrace now and bask in the post-orgasmic glow that only came from being so well taken care of. However, there was something between them that needed to be resolved. That something was pressing into Crowley's side and had spread a sizable damp spot across the front of Aziraphale's pajamas. What can I do for you? Crowley asked, tracing the line of Aziraphale's erection with one finger. Aziraphale looked thoughtful for a moment as he weighed his options. Would you be all right to get on your knees? he asked hopefully. Brody merely grinned and wiggled away to the edge of the bed and down the side until only his head was visible over the top. To his delight, Aziraphale made a noise of fond exasperation and shuffled over until he was seated in front of Crowley and pulling down the front of his pyjama bottoms to release his cock. Crowley searched forward to wrap his lips around it, but Aziraphale stopped him with a hand. No, love, just here there and look cute for me. The idea felt so filthy that Crowley couldn't even object to the use of a four-letter word. He knelt back on his heels and watched as Aziraphale stroked himself with increasing energy. Crowley's attention was torn between the sight of Aziraphale's pumping fist and the intense stare that seemed to scorch his body. Aziraphale took him all in never even blinking as his eyes roamed over every inch of Crowley. His peak seemed to build quickly and, after only a few minutes, he paused his strokes for one heated moment. Open your mouth, he said, breathless. Crowley did so without question, and Aziraphale began to work himself faster than ever. Just as he seemed to reach his peak, Crowley let his tongue over the boundary of his teeth to welcome Aziraphale's use of his mouth. With a crunch, Aziraphale gripped the side of Crowley's head and held him steady as he shot thick and hot into his mouth. It was just as filthy and perfect as Crowley had pictured. He swallowed quickly, so he could swipe the last drops from Aziraphale's tip before they fell. Oh, Crowley, you are perfect! Aziraphale softened his grip into a caress, and then encouraged Crowley back up onto the bed for a kiss that turned languid and lingering. Are you feeling suitably thwarted now, Lord? Crowley grumbled under his breath, but nodded anyway. It was good that Aziraphale knew how to give him what he really needed, rather than what he appeared to ask for. Nothing really hit the spot like having his wiles thwarted by Aziraphale. 
he turned the grumble into a contented hum and snuggled against his husband, pulling the covers over them and contemplating the allure of another little nap. A blast, Aziraphale said, sounding more amused than annoyed. I was making tea, you utter feet. Brownie snickered into the space between them, hiding his face against Aziraphale's warm chest. With little more than a thought, two drinks found themselves back at optimal drinking temperature and suddenly sitting on Aziraphale's bedside table instead of the kitchen counter. Crowley made a bit of a performance of reaching across Aziraphale to fetch his coffee and taking a slurpy sip just because he could. Aziraphale kissed the top of his head and tasted his tea before passing comment. That's perfect, thank you, dear. He buried his nose in Crowley's hair and took a breath that made Crowley tingly all the way down to the house. I was going to make toast as well, though. Sort of, Aziraphale. You're not eating toast in this bed. Aziraphale laughed, and Crowley sent out one long leg in search of an angelic calf to tangle with, giving in to his snaky desire to entwine. They weren't getting out of bed any time soon, not if Crowley had anything to say about it. The End